Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. Well, it's always good to be here with Eric Pament, my friend and a member of Harvest Jacksonville, also executive director of emnr.org. You want to check out that ministry sometime. Eric, we're in 2 Kings chapter 2, and Elijah the prophet, who's been mentoring, he's been discipling Elisha, who is to be his successor. And in the process of transition, we won't get into all the details of how that transition was taking place, but in the process of that transition, as the mantle is being passed from Elijah to Elisha, we see this amazing request from Elisha. And it's found in chapter 2, verse 9. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what shall I do for thee before I be taken away from thee? And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And here's the response from Elijah. Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And it ended up being true that he saw him when he was taken from Elisha. And so that was the sign that he would become, or he would receive this double portion of the Spirit. But I was struck, you know, the first couple times I read this, I was really struck by the boldness of this request because Elijah had this amazing ministry of miracles, what we would call signs that were significant miracles. And I want to have a double portion. It's like, what I saw from you, I want to be able to do twice as much as that. It, it seems so bold, almost audacious to be asking for that. It did. I know that when I uh, was a young Christian, I often thought that asking for a double portion just simply means I want twice as much. I want twice as much food on my plate. I want twice as much inheritance. But in the Bible, there was also a, uh, a term that's used. It's called the kinsman redeemer. And the kinsman redeemer was a member of your own family. Yeah, we talked was, about this in our Bible chat with we Ruth. Yeah, we, we did. Uh, uh, but just for those who hadn't heard, it was the person of their own mm-hmm. family who was uh, designed or designated to redeem, which means to buy back any other members of their family who had fallen into uh, slavery, who had lost money, who had lost their source of income, or who were in any case vulnerable to either captivity or uh, suffering. And that person received the double portion, twice as much inheritance as uh, his uh, peers or siblings, for the purpose of rescuing. And so I think that when he asks for a double portion of the Spirit, he's also asking to be the one to, uh, to lead the other prophets. We're going to see in here that there's also a school of the prophets or sons of the prophets, basically a, a, a company of people gifted with the prophetic. And for them, they're going to need some kind of leadership, and he is going to be responsible to maybe rescue them when they are in trouble. And actually, that is what happens, uh, that because of his special gift, he's able to rescue them from uh, cases where there's loss or of not slavery, of course, uh, but when there's danger, he's able to work that out. So if I were what we would maybe describe, if I were a prosperity gospel preacher, one of these persons who uh, is always seeming to talk about financial blessing and God wants you to be wealthy and have a ton of money and so much focus on self and money, I might read into this a double portion. Give me all that I can have. I want more. And 
That's not exactly what he's saying. It's more for others, not more for yourself. And that's the mm. reason that you have the double portion, specifically so that you can help others, not so that you can give a tenth to others, but so, so that you can give the bulk of uh, the double portion to others. Excellent. So what happens? Does he, what, how is this manifested when we look, of course, we're just in chapter two for, to see this request, but you and I have read the rest of the book. We know about Elisha's ministry. What's an intriguing fact? I'm setting you up for an answer we both know, of course. What is an intriguing fact about how this is fulfilled according to how it's written in scripture? Well, one intriguing fact is, is that, and I, I read this many, many years ago, is that if you actually count the number of miracles that Elisha performed or that were assigned under his ministry, and then you compare those with the miracles that Elijah did earlier, uh, it does turn out that Elisha has nearly or about twice as many numerically. When he was asking for the double portion, he wasn't really asking to do twice as many miracles, but there are twice as many recorded in Scripture. Yeah, so I, you know, I don't, I'm not, I didn't actually sit down and count them out, but I have, I've heard that numerous times. I know? have it in one of my study Bibles. <laughs> you, you actually counted them out? No, no, it's the numbers are recounted in one of my study Bibles. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So there were twice as many miracles recorded by the author of the King's correspondence. The numbers are actually fourteen and twenty-eight. There are fourteen miraculous signs performed by Elijah in the Kings. And then there are, when I say kings, I'm talking about this account in Scripture, First and Second Kings. And then there are 28 recorded miraculous signs performed by Elisha. Could there have been more that they did that were not recorded? Possibly. This doesn't mean that it had to be exactly the double amount, but it's, it's just an interesting or intriguing fact. That's what I'm calling it right now. Oh, yeah. And as even, the, even the numbers... You know, seven times two is 14, seven times four is 28, seven being the symbolic number of perfection. And mm. so uh, one of the uh, author of the Companion Bible, for example, E.W. Bullinger, uh, saw that, as, saw that even the exact number being a prophetic symbolism. Interesting. Yeah, he was the author of a book called Number in Scripture, which is not the same as numerology, where you're trying to divine the future, which is an occult practice. But number in Scripture is looking at to see how, how do certain numbers appear. Yeah, for example, like 40 being the number of testing or seven being the number of perfection and so forth. So the take home for us is when we ask God for more, we're not asking God for more just for ourselves. We're asking God for more so we might bless others more. Oh, yeah. He that speaks unto prophecy speaks unto men for edification and exhortation and comfort. And it's for the comfort, edification, and exhortation of others in the body of Christ. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth Podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It is copyrighted by Brett A. Marani, 2022.